Hello boys and girls, gents and women, this is Brown Boy Chronicles, a collective of four brown boys bringing you the latest updates about life, hot takes on music and fashion, mixed with some clown behavior and overall just good vibes. Hope y'all enjoy and appreciate y'all tuning in. Enjoy fam. Welcome to another episode of Brown Boy Chronicles. This is episode three and this is your co-host Lucky. This is KB. And this is Harvey. Uh, today we got a special guest. I'd like to introduce and welcome everybody to Saminder Singh, also known as Turban Magic, aka known the sick boy from Miami. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. From Miami with the Dougie. <laughs> Yo, that Dougie was clean. When I watched that first TikTok video, dude, that Dougie was clean. Bless man. I've been practicing for some time now. <laughs> <laughs> You've been practicing the Dougie? <laughs> yeah. Now I started so when the Dougie came out, I was in I was in sixth grade. And that was like the trending dance at the time. And uh, my best friend, he's a Kala. So like, you know, we used to, and like everybody in my school, well, it was kind of mixed, but like all the Kala in my school, we used to like, I used to be part of them really. Yeah. And, uh, but they were like, they weren't like, they were really, really, ed- like it was like a cool uh, group where like it was, it was really inclusive. And, um, you know, we used to have like dance battles all the time. So like. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Leesburg, Virginia. So it's Northern Virginia. It's, I, I live in a county called Loudoun County. It's like the richest county in, in the nation, but that doesn't mean that everyone's rich. It's just me. <laughs> Subtle well. flex over here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a, it's just like, I'm saying that and to show like, it's just a really great area in terms of like education. Everyone's really educated. Like, I'll be honest with you, K through 12, I was born and raised here, K through 12. I was never bullied once and I never even saw bullying happen in my school, like K through 12. So like, it was a huge thing, you know? So it was a big blessing. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, man um yeah like yo just going back to like that moment like when you were down in miami like how did that all come about like was it just a natural like or like were your friends like egging you on or like how this like whole like interaction kind of go about yeah so for everybody who knows me i'm an extrovert so uh but if you could see like in that video i was so what had happened was i was at the versace mansion and uh, i was on i forgot what that's <laughs> what that's called the uh the that main like road Ocean Drive? Ocean Drive? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah. So I was uh Versace Mansion and then one of my friends was like somewhere at at the beach. Like they were with their own group. But anyways, like um I saw their location and then I was like, yo, like let's meet up right quick. Cause we didn't plan this this trip together. Like me and the friend, we didn't come together. Um, uh, but somehow it just yeah, we worked out. So I got their location and then, you know, I was like yo what's good how you doing and then I saw these people dancing and I was with my boys at the time and uh they're like yo Saminda like go do your thing right this is like your thing and I was like uh, I don't know so if you see in the beginning of the video it's like I'm like hesitating a little bit like you know I, I was a little nervous at first <laughs> but then I just went and did my thing has it ever happened where like they just I feel like anytime it comes to dancing everyone always is super inviting is that like always the case, right? Like, I feel like if you just got the sauce, like they're gonna let it be. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. People are really inclusive when it comes to dancing. Uh, so, yeah, it just becomes like a little like community, a little family at that time. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's sick. Did you start? Did it like that video like just start blowing up like right away, or like did one of your homies post it and then like it was some time and then all of a sudden your phone just starts like blowing up? So I so I posted it. I remember because I was coming back. I was at the airport in Miami when I posted it. Uh, it was on a Wednesday and then um, Thursday which was the next day. Sick Expo reposted it at nighttime or something like that. And then I had to go to Cincinnati or uh, Cleveland for a Pongar uh, competition, not today, Cleveland and DC. And I had to play Dole there for like three teams. So, and then, yeah, it blew up and then everybody started reposting and it just went everywhere. Then when I was at not Cleveland on Friday night at Mixer, uh, memes are, they um, DM'd me, which is like a big count. And then they're like, yo, can we repost your content? And then I was like, sure, why not? Right, bless. And then that's what happened. And then it just blew up everywhere. Then Puberty and the House of Highlights, Shaq reposted me. It was pretty damn. cool. <laughs> Big blessing, yeah. God damn. Wait, you were the first one to post it? I thought it was because like, the video, I think the video I saw was like one of your, one of the the black dudes there dancing was already filming you. I thought, I, I, was no, it no, you no. posting it? Yeah, that was me posting. So what happened, happened was... Uh, the one of the boys that I was with, his name is Idris. Um, he's Afghani. He he was the one. If you hear him, like he's like, I'll come with you. Like I'll go after you. I'll come with you. So he was behind me. 
The oh, man had okay, this pulled yeah. up, like ready to go. Like, he's, <laughs> like he brought, came in Exhibit A, Exhibit B, Exhibit Z. Yes, and then uh, it was it was cool, man. He, he was like our photographer for that entire Miami trip, so it was cool. Wait, so you didn't really? Was it just gonna be like an Insta reel for you? Like, was were you yeah, just, it was like, a regular going... post. It was uh... just like, I was literally just like posted a regular post, and then out of nowhere, just the next day, and then the next day. Oh, that's dope. And, and then next month, I went to the army, and then and then people recognized me from the video. And uh, my first sergeant, which is like, it's a high rank in the army. Um, so my company's first sergeant, he uh, basically made me stand up in front of everybody. It was like 180 of us. And he's like, so he's a little outdated. And uh, he retired while I was at basic training, but um, like during midway. But he was like, points at me. He's like, isn't this the coolest guy you've ever met? <laughs> and then later on, because he's so outdated, uh, he's like, did y'all know that he's a YouTube sensation? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I guess <laughs> YouTube works. <laughs> I thought he was gonna make you dance, like you know how your parents like show show you off when. You, oh, like, true, true, true. <laughs> 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 that would have been so awkward dancing in front of like your army people. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude. wait, what is the timeline of this? Like, I I'm sorry, yo. I like they just told me about like all this. I did not know like you were a viral sensation. What what is like the timeline of this? Like, when did this happen? And when did you like go to army, or were you? already in the army when this happened no, no no so this happened in march um so i used to work at amazon uh march 2022 yeah march of 2022 okay last year yeah then i went to the army i enlisted into the army in april and then i went to the uh went to basic training in may so it was two months prior to going to basic training yeah that's a wild curve how do you go from amazon to viral sensation to army like what was your like <laughs> Like, how does that work? I have no clue, man. Uh, Amazon, I was there for six months. And it's just like, I'm more than this, right? Like, I was a data technician. So like, where I was working, there was no windows. Like, it was just like, for six months, you're just working in a really dim light, like place with a dim light. And like, you know, you work in with technology, so much like, so much, um, what do you call it? Not radiate, like, like the so buzzing white electricity. noise, the white noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That white noise. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that. And it's just like, it drains you, man. It drains you working four days a week, but those those days start from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. And by the end of the day, you're just like, you're dead. And then um, I was going to these, <clears throat> I was still doing like gigs on the side, like playing Dole and whatnot. And, um, you know, I remember one gig that I had and there were a lot of people that I knew there. And they're like, yo, what happened? You all right? Like, is everything okay? Like everybody was asking me that. I was like, well, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I'm okay. I feel okay. But I guess that's how much it like drained me. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like I'm... And I already had the, the um, so I slept on going into the army for like eight months. I actually decided while I joined um, Amazon. And then, you know, I like went on Reddit every single day, asked like a billion questions, you know, I slept on it, slept on it. And then it took me eight months to enlist. But yeah. What made you like do that initial jump, like even get the thought of like going and enlisting like in your head? So I went on Reddit one day and I was like, yo, this was before I got uh, the job at Amazon. And I was still in school at the time. I was finishing undergrad. Um, I went on Reddit. I was like, how do I like learn survival skills? Right. In Virginia. Um, because I grew up watching like man versus wild with my, with my older brother. And, uh, I always love those things. And then my best friend, the, the God that I was talking about, he went to the army, uh, so when we were in high school. So he started getting homeschooled. I never saw him because he was training after homeschooling. So then I was like, how to learn survival skills. And then I went on Reddit and there was two classes on like, and then the third thing was the army. So I was like, how much information am I going to retain after like one of those classes? Because it's only like for a weekend, those classes. And then I was like, all right. And then I was like, all right, army, army. Then I started asking questions slowly, 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 inching my way into enlisting. Wait, how does a kid from a wealthy neighborhood want to learn about survival skills? I, I do. So like I love, I grew up watching uh, Man vs. Wild, Walking Dead. There's a show called The Colony. So like, yo, you never know anything can happen at any moment, man. Like, you need to be ready to survive. And any oh, so you you were just genuinely interested in it. Yeah, I love this stuff. I love survival, uh, like camping and. Are you the... big on like conspiracy theories and shit? Like, you think the? Nah, not really. I don't like watch too many conspiracy theories thing things, but I have, I make my own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I make my own theories. <laughs> Wait, where are you even getting at, Rinku? Huh? Where were you even getting at with that? What oh, like survival it? skills? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the like, is the world gonna like come down? Like, or something? <laughs> <Those two, laughs> extremes, bro. I was not thinking that at all. I was gonna ask if he knows how to swim. <laughs> I actually don't know how to swim. That's the one thing I want to learn this year. Yeah, I don't know how to swim. Either. Can you start a fire from scratch? 
Oh uh, yeah, I have I have before. I've done it I, when I was little. I did it with rocks, like just playing around and getting yeah. it. Like it's pretty easy. You gotta get tinder, which is like the kind of like a it's like really dry fire starter, and then then you put your little twigs on top of it. We got a Cub Scout in here. Yeah, I was gonna say like, <laughs> do you want to put your kids through Cub Scout or Boy Scout? Yeah, bro? dude. Yo, I I can actually join too. I can jo- join Boy Scouts, but I don't know how. Like, um, I didn't know that. If I knew that, I wouldn't have joined the army. <laughs> um, because I, I don't know. I really wouldn't have because uh, I don't know what the age limit was, but I think I'm young enough. I'm 23, by the way. So, oh, bro, with your thirty, I don't think you can fit in Boy Scouts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think there's an age limit to like 25, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making that up. But really, yeah, that seems yeah, a I, little I, too high up. Not nah, because um, it goes pretty old. Men Scouts or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's something for like men for like adults. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, are you in like the reserves in the army, or like what? Like, what's your like role category and all that? Uh, in the army there are three categories like what it breaks and in, breaks down into so there's army active duty which is like your full-time nine to five right three six five then you have your two like reserve components you have your army reserve and you have army national guard uh so i'm army national guard so uh national guard every state has army national guard every state also has army reserve but there's more benefits in the army national guard because um they'll put you to your nearest armory rather than the reserves like say i have a, a job like i'm a uh some sort of mechanic, right? But my nearest armory doesn't need it. But an, an armory like in freaking North Carolina needs it. I'm gonna have to go from Virginia down to North Carolina. Like that's the thing with the reserves. But mm. with the Army National Guard, uh, there we have different armories compared to uh, or from the armory Army uh, reserves. Wait, you're a mechanic within your? No, I'm not. I'm, I was just saying if I was. I, so I'm actually gonna become an IT specialist. I have to go back to training. I was actually in officer training um, and never wanted to be an officer. I really just wanted to be like a regular Joe. Like, you know, I, I love the concept of struggling together and like motivating each other and like whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never wanted to be an officer. Um, so there's two, there's two routes. There's an enlisted route and then the, the commission route, the officer route. Um, the commission route is like, they're kind of like the bosses and uh, they have to do all the paperwork. And then the enlisted side, they, we do all the like, the hands-on work the dirty work so uh, i, I want to do the dirty work because i love that stuff right yeah um, but my recruiter he talked me into because i have a degree so I'm, I'm able to become an officer and also i scored high on my um asvab which is like your military test to go into the military so he's like might as well just you know take the officer route and i was like all right i don't know i was just gonna ask like the more you explain maybe you'll get to it but like does that mean you don't want to like ever be in like in the front lines i don't know what's like the equivalent of like the national guard like when i think of army i just like think of like if you're going to be deployed or if like january 6th happens again and like you need to be like called into active well like yes. quote unquote active like is that something you're avoiding or is that something you want to do no that's exactly what i want to do so the thing with army national guard is we have two like orders we have an order from the federal government and then we have a fe- uh, an order from our state government so we have two missions rather than army reserve or army active duty, they just have federal missions. So if something happens overseas, they're going to go deal with it. Army National Guard, we, if something happens here at home, um, then like, you know, like, you know, what happened at the Capitol or, you know, these BLM protests, we're, we're the first people to get called and, um, you know, basically protect people or, you know, uh, and then when I was at Amazon, there was a huge uh, snowstorm that hit Virginia in like 95, which is one of our major highways. It got um, shut down for like two or three days, like meaning like people were stuck on that highway for two or three days. The National Guard came and they were the people who gave food and water and things like that. So I'm more of like, y'all know like Casa Aid, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So basically, like that's just, I love doing that type of stuff, like doing you know, that type of stuff. So like being in the Army, a National Guard, like I could go to like Mississippi if there's you know God forbid there's ever a flood or a hurricane or whatever. I'm I'm able to go to that. So it's like any any type of crisis, whether it's natural or like just yeah, human humanitarian aid and also combat um combat deployments. So I can do either or. So it's it's two missions rather than army reserve and army um active duty. They can't really they can do it. I think, but I just don't think they're meant for that. So yeah, army national guard has two missions. That's why I joined army national guard. And on on top of that, like that's like my side gig. And then I also have like you know I'm playing Dol, I'm doing Pungara. And just doing, you know, content and making content. Is it like a full-time job or is it like part-time? Like, how does it work? Is it salaried or yeah, so like it's, being it's, in the army? Yes, it's all, but it's a uh, part-time except your training. Your trainings are all full-time, um, but 
like your job itself is part-time. So when I was in OCS, which is a officer candidate school, um, I left that by the way, I left it um, just this past month. It's probably like, it's basic training on steroids. So physically, like I was physically, I'm fine. Uh, physically, I was like finishing top. Like I have no issues out of a hundred. What kind of stuff they have you doing? Like, what are the, like the, like, like the physical? limits? Like you got like, like mile time. Like, what is it? Push up, okay, pull so up. Like what I'll do you got here? So I'll give you a break time, a breakdown of like what we got to do at OCS. So we get there at uh, Friday, um, 6.30 PM. So 18.30, right? Military time. So we get there at 6.30 PM. Well, we have to get there like an hour before set up everything and everything has to be so the soldier on my right and the soldier on my left we have to look the exact same like our we have like over 90 pounds worth of gear on us and like it's not compact so like compact weight like feels it's it may be the same but it feels less compared to like when you have boots you have your your uniforms you have your helmet you have your uh feel like load carrier you have all these things and like these big big bags you have to carry it on your back, front load it, um, carrying one hand, carrying the other hand. So anyways, before we, we have to pick all that up and run to the hill, like we meet up at 6.30 and we're all formed up looking the exact same. So our, our gear has to look the exact same. Like it has to be lined the exact same. It has to be in a line. It's all about uniformity, right? Yeah. Then 6.30, the uh, the cadre come. The cadre are like the, um, they're the trainers basically. And then that's like, all right, once you see them coming down that hill, it's like, oh, shoot, like, I'm about to be in hell for the next 48 hours. 48 so, hours? Got 48 hours. hours. Yeah. So this this happens once every month. Oh, okay. okay. <clears throat> yeah. And um, so they make us pick up everything and we have to we have to run up a hill and like people are like dragging their feet because it's so heavy. Like your front row, you have a whole duffel bag. Like duffel bag is huge. It's like, you, you can't even see in the frame. It's huge. Right, you can't reload that. Then you have a rucksack. Rucksack is also just as big on your back. That's like fifty pounds. This is like easily like thirty pounds. Then you have your bags or however many bags you got. And then you also have like water in it too, and a lot of water. Right, so like that adds a lot of weight too. You have to run up a hill around the corner all the way, and then you have to form up again. Right, so it's all about mind games. They're just playing mind games with you the entire time. Yeah, in your face screaming and you have to you have you can't like blink an eye like you just have to like you know just like be their spit yeah. and everything is like you know coming on you but you just have to just stay really focused and whatnot um then by like then then at that time it's check-in so check-in is really intense right they make you sprint to inside the classroom get a uh, dummy rifle so we have a rifle on, on us at all times um but it's a it's a rubber um like a dummy rifle uh but it's like it's like a little bit heavier than an actual rifle uh just for training purposes because you always have your weapon on you when you're in the army right so go check in you get your two uh, dummy grenades and a dummy rifle and then you get your you get three mres so mres are military rations uh i don't know if you've ever seen that mre yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the packets where you warm up and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah it's like brown bag um it's brown bag and it has like you know one meal in there we just have three. For what if next. you have like dietary restrictions? How they that have work? some. Like like what kind? <laughs> like, what like lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing that has really milk. There has there's nothing with milk in it really. Uh, it's really just meat and. But like, what if you're vegetarian? They have they have vegetarian memories. Okay. okay. Uh, they got all. Uh, they don't. They don't. It's a. Uh, they have like 24 menu items. Um, oh yeah, that's a lot of options, bro. Yeah, but they're all nasty, bro. You don't <laughs> trust me. Trust me, you don't want to eat an MRE. Like you, you want to stay as far away <laughs> as you can from an MRE. So in basic training, we ate two MREs a day for seventy days. Wait, I have a question. Damn. So you went through this like intense training, like for forty-eight hours. Like after you come out of it, do you get this like sense of calmness, like how you move about the world, like how you move around through the day to day? Like as a civilian, you'd be more calm because like you're prepared for like adversity but like in real life there's not really that much adversity i feel like when you go about it so like, i don't know if, wonder, if, like... if you think about it that way then yes like like army life compared to civilian life is like it's like a night and day difference it's so much more stressful and mm -hmm. but like civilians civilian side always all, all like obviously has its own stresses which are equivalently as hard but it's in its own way but like army stress is just different kind of stress and like so once you're out of that training you're not really out of that training mentally. So uh, then like you're, you're, you're planning ahead for the next month. 
like every single day you're having a meeting every single day so even though it's part-time right it's not part-time for this for this training at least right but like for so then that's why i didn't want to become an officer because like i have so much that i do already i'm not like you know army isn't like my life you know what i'm saying yeah. but people like they live breathe eat sleep the army right yeah. that's all they know and like you need people like that in the army to you know to have the strong army that we do right mm-hmm. so are we talking to some the civilian or some the foggy <laughs> uh you're talking to some the civilian right now with right. with the side of foggy it's like a little hint of foggy in it <laughs> yeah what happens um, when someone fucks up what happened what happens when someone fucks up during the training like going up a hill or whatever they fall down like do they have to finish like did, was yeah, yeah we case? have to pick them up we have to pick them up oh, and shit. finish yeah uh and because if one person struggles we all struggle right so if one person messes up we all get smoked for it what if you're the lazy fuck that was just in the bag you're like you carry me <laughs> so everybody in shape or is there like some is there some like bigger bodies or is everybody in shape so basic training is meant to make you like get in shape uh but there there were people who were you know like not fit before going to basic training but me i was running i like i just ran two miles um on the phone oh there's i ran two miles um last TikTok, bro. after a month what do you say i said pull up that tiktok again bro <laughs> <laughs> no uh what do you call it? i ran two miles last friday after a month and it was a it was like an all right pace it was 13 probably like four minutes or something all right uh, it's oh it's 14 49 so like a six oh shoot just kidding that's pretty good 13 47 13 47 that's what it was the other one was my ruck so i did six and a half miles and that was a 14 minute pace uh so rucking rucking is um you have 50 pounds on your back and you're basically walking uh miles and like your feet are freaked like my feet if i'll show you right now y'all would throw up my feet are freaked up um we have a podiatrist he likes that shit yeah <laughs> he's got a kink Who, the army? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah my field is put an ankle uh oh so, oh really yeah. all right well, you want me to send you a picture <laughs> 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 you can fix it but uh yeah, dude. So I, I mean, I ran after uh, like a month and I, it was a 13 minute pace. So it's not bad. Uh, th- so you have to run a lot sometimes, uh, just two miles. Like it's not too much, but during training, though, they'll, they'll, at basic training, they'll definitely put you in shape if you're not in shape. But I was already in shape before going. So I got less in shape. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of people struggled in the beginning and then they got, they got, you know, there's this one guy I follow um, out of basic training because it becomes a family after that, right? So yeah. like, there's one guy from basic training. Um, he posts like him lifting, like doing deadlifts all the time now. But he was one of the chubbier kids, un- like one of the less fit kids in a basic training when we started. But th- by the end of the 70 days, he like he became a beast. Now he's like, you know, he's killing it. He's going to the gym. I don't go to the gym. I only do calisthenics for years now. I've been to the gym since 11th grade. <laughs> yeah. How does your parents like when you like switch from Amazon to like? army how are your parents like receptive of that transition like are, are, do they like still like get on edge about their son like kind of being more i don't know kind of not putting you're your still doing there. like it in or within the army so it's like you're still right like you're still but he wants to do more like you know where he has to like you know like where like you know a disaster calls like he's gonna heed that call type of shit so yeah like, He's probably gonna be like disarming the bombs, like if like it was like no, no, I that's still like dangerous, you know, like <laughs> that's combat stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not you're not really combat, but like you you're you're putting yourself in a position where you have a higher chance of like you know like not combat, but like right. just, yeah, threat like compared to like a regular person in IT in a basement. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, even even like the the not the headquarters, but the quarters, like where where all the IT people are, that that stuff gets blown up all the time too. Uh, because like you know, enemies target that, right? Because that's where all our intel is. So um, yeah, yo, honestly, so yo, that's actually a like great segue because like, all right, right, like we don't really have like wars anymore, right? Like, yes, we have wars, yeah. like, but we don't have like we have don't haven't had like, a level something. of like coming soon crazy like world <laughs> war two world war three like where the like mass casualties like down millions of death right i mean the talk is the next war will be like likely a cyber war what's your opinion on that like like because i feel like that can do like way more damage than anything else yo like imagine somebody just hog like hacking into like hospital like mainframe and like just like, you'd be like just yeah, fuck bro, up just so unplug shit, just unplug the computer nah because they can just turn it back on <laughs> yeah no uh china has like these crazy tech i mean so does the u.s now but uh china definitely has a bigger threat in terms of like throwing a i think it's called a um eod 
like an EMP, like a Call of Duty EMP. Type yeah, shit, oh, or? EMP, that's what it is. Oh, EMP. Yeah. Um, EOD is a school. Uh, EMP. So, like, you know, once once that EMP like hits, like, we won't be able to talk on Zoom. <laughs> we won't have lights. We won't have none of this will work. Like, yeah, like you're screwed. Like, no technology, even a, a fan won't work. Like, all electricity is your, you know, what I'm saying. So, like, that's when like people start. People don't know how to survive but without electricity, right? Um, so that that's my thought. I mean, these cyber warfare is like. Are you guys like constantly combating it? Like, is that like a topic? Is that like a hot topic of discussion? Like within the army? Are like, we constantly? What was it? Like you guys are like thinking of that? Like thinking of like a being attacked via like. I mean, that's what we train for, right? Okay. So yeah. We all prepare for the worst, but pray for the best, right? So that's what basic training is. It's called basic combat training, BCT. Um, so you go there and you like we're literally with like rifles twenty four seven. We're shooting for three weeks, um, and then the last two or three weeks we're doing battle drills so like basically when you're when you're come uh face to face with an enemy uh we drill how to you know go around the enemy and destroy them from that side or this side or like uh different battle drills when you're just with your um uh, when you're you and your battle buddy so in the army you call your like brothers and sisters battle buddies like if it's you know everybody's a battle buddy so if it's just you and your battle buddy just two of y'all going you know uh doing a um a uh surveillance or whatever right just um going around doing your rounds and then you come to contact with an enemy how to respond to that right like things like that like um because you know oh patrol sorry not surveillance patrol because like when you go overseas like you you'll be definitely getting your fair share of patrols getting a fair share of all these experiences that's mm -hmm. it's crazy it's a crazy life when you get deployed um did you ever shoot a gun before the army yeah i'm a i have a concealed i'm a concealed carry license holder oh nice you yeah. carry like all the time I do kind of. I live in a safe area, but I do. It's I, I always have it in my car. Oh, true, true. true. Yeah, yeah. Wait, we never like. I wanted to get back to like your parents. Oh, like, sorry. Yeah. What was the question again? Mama? You know, essentially, like, how do your parents like feel about your like transition from like Amazon to like you know reputable company? Like, what like? Yeah. Our parents come here for America for like you know like the safe lifestyle to like you, kind of doing the polar opposite where, they like, what the fuck we come here for then? Not like that. Not not like that. Yeah, yeah I got you. I got you. Nah, man, I've been a uh, super blessed man. Um, if it wasn't for my parents, man, my, my brother, like, I wouldn't be the way I am for real. Like, I'm like no cliche anything. Like, um, my parents have like never questioned my path, like once, right? They've always supported me. So, like, when I worked at Amazon, I was working this, like, even if I have a, like, even after getting a degree, and I was working this like hands-on job, right, at Amazon, where I could be working at a desk and like in a nice environment, but I was working, and like it was, it was, it gets super hot in those data centers and I also get super cold in winter. Um, so like I was working there and, you know, they just know it's part of the struggle and it's part of my journey. Right. So it's whatever makes me happy. That's what they're, that's what, that's what they care about. And none of that cliche stuff. It's like real stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, I'm very blessed. And, um, that's actually a very modern approach. Like, are they like educated or like, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. My, my uh, mom did her master's in music and in, in Padab. And my dad, he did his bachelor's in sport, uh, and in physical education. And then, but my dad, he came here in '86, and um, and he worked three jobs at the time: uh, airport, McDonald's, and Wendy's. And um, you know, just just to make a living, uh, he used to live with his cousins in '86. You know, they had their fun times and whatnot. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got their you know clubs and whatever DC clubs hitting up. And <laughs> Um, yeah, which is still pretty lit, by the way, because I play at them now, right? Like I play those clubs with my toes, so it's it's fun. But um, oh damn, yeah. And then my mom, she did her masters, and uh, she finished in ninety. She finished in ninety or ninety one. My brother was born in ninety one, so she was doing her masters and she was doing singing competitions while my while my brother was in her stomach. So it was pretty cool. That and then he became a musician. I'm also a musician, so she just runs mm -hmm. the family. But anyways, um, yeah, they're they come from an educated uh place, an educated family. I'm really blessed with a you know healthy family we don't care about like just whatever makes you happy that's that's yeah. me we don't talk that's sick. about others or like we don't care about like what other people have to say and blah 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 right like how you represent yourself is that's that's what speaks for itself people will always talk and whatever right facts do you ever have like an internal battle with yourself because obviously it seems like you obviously have a lot of pride being punjabi right like you know what i mean like we're from punjab and all that but then you are enlisted with like the u.s army 
do you have like internal battle is there conflict in that in that sense like or in like, the army who like who do, where does your loyalty lie like do you have like do people ask you this kind of question or do you ask yourself that kind of stuff like loyalty you, lie within like what do you mean like yeah, you mean what, like india versus us type yeah stuff? like india versus us like or like punjab versus like us like uh but now well but now would never be against us but india <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I was born and raised here, man. So like, but Punjab is like Punjab is Punjab, right? That's home. But um, India, like, no hate towards India. But I like whenever people say like, "Oh, are you Indian?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'm Punjabi." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't say see it with India at all, right? Like, yeah. I think that's most of us. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, people, I actually get that uh, question asked a lot, like on my army videos. I'll get a lot of like people from India, and they're like. What do what do they say in Hindi? Like, so they're like bye bye basically. Yeah. Like, bye. <laughs> Indian Army Cuny joined here. I'm like, bro, I was born and raised here. <laughs> like, oh, what do you mean, my guy? Uh, but uh, yeah, I get that question asked a lot, and they're like, what if what if India goes to war with America? I'll be like, yo, <laughs> I don't know, man. I like still it. be at 95 South. Yeah, I'll like, <laughs> South, man. I'll be giving out Barney, and <laughs> I'll be doing Samba, bro. <laughs> So uh, when you joined the army, right? So obviously, you know, you have a bug and like, so people that don't know what a bug is, it's a turban. Was there like an adjustment to that? Or like, what were the rules in terms of the army for having that stuff? I know, I know Canada's army has changed a lot of rules, but I don't know about American army. So back in the day, the only way you could keep a bug in the army was uh, if you were basically in the medical field, if you were a lawyer, and if you were an engineer, I think those are the three things. Uh, but you would direct commission into an officer. So you'd be a lead in a leadership role right away. Right. But if on, that was, if your civilian side was, you were already lawyer, doctor, and engineer, uh, and people went through a lot of struggles to allow bugs in the enlisted side. So I'm one of the first like 50 Sadars in us army history. Boy, that's dope. Yeah. So they allowed in 2017 and you know, there were a lot of problems. Oh. That. There were a lot of problems and people actually had to cut their hair and then later on grow their hair. Um, so yeah, we have right now, like the head of all the six right now in the, in the army, he's not like the head, but like, he's basically like the, he's like your guide. He's actually a major now. He's major Simrit Paul Singh. Uh, he's out and up in Maryland. So, uh, it's pretty cool. It was like DMV family. Um, for those who don't know, DMV is just, uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia, but, um, yeah, so now they allow. Okay, so you guys have like your own little group, like all the like Punjabis within the army have their own like. Yeah, yeah, we actually have a. Uh, let me show you. Uh, oh, we have WhatsApp. Yeah, you want to have Exhibit B? Exhibit B. A little WhatsApp group. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have our own WhatsApp group. It's called Six Service Members. Oh, that's dope. Uh, yeah, that's actually sick. That's yeah, fire. you thought uh, Six Service Members. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that's that, that's how you you know you have any questions about. Um. So there you can. There's a lot of opportunities for people who aren't like who are, you know, a different background or whatever. So like you can actually make money for knowing different languages um, by being like, you know, you can help by being a linguist, not like full-time, but like, you, you know, you can do that on the side and get paid mm -hmm. for that too. So there's all, there's a lot of uh, benefits in the army, man. So what about, maybe you might have some insight on this. What about like hijabs and stuff too, for like people that are Muslim and stuff? Is there stuff rules against that or? No, they, they allowed that. Uh, I don't know if they allowed that before bugs, but they've allowed that for, Oh, that's dope. Okay. Yeah. So people and and dotties as well. So now people, if so. Oh yeah, I forgot. You have to be clean shaven. There was a time. Yeah. Clean shaven. Yeah, yeah. No, you still have to be. You still have to oh. be. You have to be at basic training, basic combat training. But at basic combat training, they'll you will literally be bald. You they'll shave your head the first day you're there. They'll literally get you, or the second day, uh, they'll take you to a barber and they'll just go zoom, zoom, like like that. And like even if you have like a patch or whatever, they don't care. They're just Right, because there's so many people. Well, it's 180 people in one uh, company, and then there's like probably like two battalions, which is like 10 companies Damn. Uh, coming in at once. So that's like 180 times 10 in one day, right? So like they just gotta be quick with it. But yeah, so you have to be clean shaven and you have to be bald uh, at basic combat training. Uh, and you but, have to do that too. So no, not me, uh, because now in 2017 they've allowed uh, oh, okay. and, and daddy. So you have to have a religious com accommodation. Does like, anybody like side eye you and stuff like that? Like your brothers within the army, like because like you're not going through that. Like, do they like? No, no, no. That's dope. Okay, dude, it's crazy, man. Like, uh, you know, like so I grew up in like a more. It was really white growing up, but now there's a lot more Punjabis and like mm -hmm. 
Indians and brown people coming through. Uh, but there was only like five or six Punjabis where I used to live, like in, within Leesburg. Um, but now there's hella. Uh, but so I, I was always, I was like being a minority. And like, going to the army, I knew I was going to be a minority, right? Yeah. And then, uh, but it's all about the way you carry yourself, right? And people are curious. And so you 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 welcome that curiousness, right? Like, so people, when I was time of fog, because uh, there's 40 of us within one bay. There's four bays, bay one, bay two, bay three, bay four. Um, and there's 40 guys sleeping in each, right? Or however many. And um, so in the morning, you all get ready together because lights on is at like 0400, so 4, 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. Sometimes earlier than that. But then we all go to the bathroom and get ready or whatever. And people are just brushing teeth and like shaving, whatever. And I'm out here like at one sink, time up, like, you know, uh, like real quick. Real, we only have like 15 minutes, 30 minutes. I had to get up earlier, like 15 minutes earlier right everybody else um but yeah so people are like looking the first couple of weeks or first couple of days and they're asking me you know like what is this what is that what is this i'm like oh all right like you know cool let me tell you about this let me tell about that so like i said the first time it's all about how you carry yourself right and so you welcome that curiousness okay we'd like to take a quick break for the sponsor of this episode this episode is brought to you by single to shadi Single to Shadi is a community of marriage-minded singles looking for an alternative to the app scene when it comes to finding a true life partner. They cater specifically to South Asians living and working in the United States or Canada, and their approachable price point and relatability to their clients is what makes Single to Shadi different. They are not your parents' matchmaker. Use code BROWNBOY15 to get 15% off the intro package today. Alright, that's all. Now back to the episode. Yo, being in the army don't seem too bad, yo. I'm low-key. Like, I was thinking that too. I low-key used to have thoughts of like joining the army, yo. Like you can post stuff at your house and stuff and still live with like near your family and stuff. And then like, like imagine I just went in like as a medical professional. I get all my loans paid off. Like I'm chilling. <laughs> exactly. You I should. always thought like, yo, you had to like go in and like, yo, you got like, you got to be on the front line that you got to serve. Like I don't mind going through training and stuff. Yo, that's going to make me a stronger person, like mentally and like physically. And then like you reap the benefits that like the government got your back and then you still do what you want to do. Like you're still doing IT. That's what you were trained in doing. Like it's sick. Yeah. But there's a lot of, uh, so as, as great as the benefits are, that's how shitty it also is. <laughs> yeah, give us the other side, bro. Like, like you've been hyping this shit up like all this first half. Like, let's let's see what can be improved from your perspective. Yeah, man, uh, dude, army is a it's a it's just a you have to be as positive as you can possibly be, man. Like, army is a it's a very very negative atmosphere. That's like one thing I feel like I personally myself cannot deal with. Like, like how you're saying, like you're like commanders and stuff, like in your face, spin on. I'm so bad with like following rules and like anybody telling me what to do. Like even yeah, like yeah. my seniors in like my residency program, right? Like I give them so much attitude, and I will not like I'll, I'll give them side eyes, and I'm just like I'm like I'm just such a dick sometimes. Like and yeah. I can't, I can't tolerate that shit because I just want everybody to be like a reasonable person, and I'm like yo, they're not being reasonable. Like why are they all in my face? Like, Dude. Yeah. Knowing me, I would just laugh. Like, I, I would not be able to take these people seriously. <laughs> all right, both of y'all are already. What about you? Hey, both of y'all are already. <laughs> Bro, I'd follow the order because I know if I don't follow the order, these motherfuckers are not going to let me sleep. They're going to put okay. me through some torture. They're going to, like, do some shit where they're going to make my life hell. And I know I signed up for this shit, so, like, there's no backing out. So, like, I'd rather just follow the order. See, that that's the way to go. Y'all are going to get a smoke. <laughs> You're just being smart. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying I would just, like, like pack up dude i, I would like, definitely get a smoke yo <laughs> yeah dude trust me man it's uh you know that stuff like at, at, at a at a time like you're like and like towards the end they'll start like you know becoming a little they'll loosen up a bit and they'll start becoming like kind of your not their your friend but you know someone that you can talk to a little bit more um but in the beginning man like bro we had some actually let me show you some pictures of uh exhibit c <laughs> First the TikTok, then six service members, and now Exhibit C. Oh yeah, I'm trying to show you what these drill sergeants look like, man. They're they're uh, they're someone you don't want to mess with. Like I don't know if you've seen those YouTube videos of like how it is. Um, but it's like, have I, you ever watched Malcolm in the Middle? I didn't, I didn't, but like maybe a couple episodes. I just think of like Francis in the army or like <laughs> Navy school, like whenever like his like commander is such a hard ass because he has like a hook for a hand. Yeah, the hook guy. Yeah, and that's just like what I think of army where they're just like. If you're just out of line, even one centimeter, they're on you. Yep, yep. That's basically how it is. It's uh, yeah, I, I couldn't find the um pictures, but 
these drill sergeants because they've had they've had like a lot of these drill sergeants have combat experience and they've seen stuff right so the reason they're so on to you is because like one mess up can literally be the cost of someone of your every battle buddy's life like mm -hmm. it, like as as small as it sounds it's huge right so like you'll see a lot of these drill sergeants and they'll have these black black bracelets um that's that's for every person that they've lost uh, like they're they're every person that they've lost their names engraved on that one black bracelet and oh, uh, they've lost their their best friends like bro. Th these people have lost a lot of people that you know they love man and, and right next to them you know it becomes a brotherhood and yeah. you know a family right even your sister's like dying right next to you in your arms sometimes you're dragging them if they get shot out in the open you got to drag them right? you can't leave them how, how um, is like the mental health side of things like kind of taught in training or do they even like put any limelight on that like how do you internalize that like you're not just surviving for yourself you're surviving for your like like squad essentially like you know like do they even like talk about that like how to like kind of cope with that type of stuff yeah so you're never so they the army has been doing this for a long time like they've they've probably dealt with tens of millions of people so they have it down to a science everything that you do in the army is already planned like every like in terms of training so the, all of our training is in uh under something called tradoc it's a training it's a training for the army right like every single school ranger school airborne school basic training, um, OCS, everything that, you know, so everything's down to a science and basically they have everything instilled. So they have a battle buddy system. So like you said, like, how do they put, put it on you, that pressure that, you know, everything that you're doing, you're, you're doing it not just for yourself, but everyone around you. So getting smoked, right. That's like this, that's bare minimum. Someone messes up it messes everyone up. Right. Mm -hmm. So then what we do is we make sure that that person doesn't mess up and, and they're better for themselves. So you start helping them, right. If, if they're like, slacking behind they're like oh shoot like yo i need help right quick like i only have two arms and i have to pick up like four things right uh like things like that you put someone you know someone puts something on their back or whatever right like things like that that's otherwise you'll get smoked if you don't make your time hacks if you don't get um somewhere on time right that's one thing another thing is battle buddy system everywhere you go in the army you will never be alone ever uh even if you have to even if we're out in the ftx or doing ftx a field training exercise we're out in the middle of, you know, the, the forest and, uh, you can't ever be alone. So basically if you have like to go, even to when you're doing number two. Yeah. So you have to, you have to have someone on patrol with you. Um, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Like obviously they'll look the other way, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also so in trade doc, basically we have porta potties and they're the nastiest thing. Like, bro, like I've never come across anything nastier in my life. Uh, the army, like when you go to basic training, you will, come across things you you never would have imagined like the most nastiest things bro like this is tmi but like bro these <laughs> these porta potties be growing like insects i can't handle this shit do you actually use toilet paper or do you use like leaves when you're out in the wild no no so they make sure we have uh baby wipes and things like that but bro that that doesn't help at all like it helps in terms of like you but it doesn't help the nastiness that's that you're in like yeah these porta potties are like so. I went to this uh, car meet for the first time. Uh, one of my buddies from the air, um, army, he took me. I went to use their porta potty, and I was like, "Damn, bro! I'm like in a luxurious porta potty. It's so <laughs> nasty, but like Is this Drake's house, <laughs> the Drake's house, basically, bro. That's what it felt like, man. Because like the army, because like you know, there's like thousands, hundreds, and thousands of people who've used this porta potty before me. You know what I'm saying? And people are nasty, bro. Like you know, like. A, weapon that be right so like you know our parents teach us to be you know tidy and nice and whatever yeah. like clean bro go there man <laughs> like they're different bro um yo facts yo they are different <laughs> no cap right they're like just different man they're just they're different people bro but you know that builds like a certain grit though yo like for you like i feel like yo it's like you can like withstand so much especially like mentally going through that and shit like I feel like once you're like in it, like you you get dirty, you just get dirty. Like you get used to it. Like you just shrug it off. For but sure. Like you have to like first dive in and actually like expose yourself. Yeah. Did you dry heave sure. in the beginning? <laughs> Even in the beginning for what? Did you dry heave in the beginning when you saw all that nastiness or you just suck it up? Yeah, bro, at that time, like you're just so drained. You're so tired. Like nothing, you, nothing phases you. Like you're just so numb. Like the entire 70 days. You're so numb. That's interesting. So I guess another question I have. So since you went through the training, you probably saw like 
couple of people that come in and like their whole I'm sure like people fight in the beginning but eventually everyone does conform like they have to conform to like be the uniform uniformity thing that you were talking about like mm-hmm. how quickly does that change happen like where the mental shift like maybe like the first week people resist the change like you know screaming in the face some people might break but like what is like you know the timeline of like people just like kind of you just see their behavior change and how did your behavior change from like the beginning to the end of the training so uh mine i was pretty positive up until like the last um say the last three weeks uh just because everyone started to become like loosening up a bit so like i was saying everything is written like every well everything in life is written but i'm talking about in the army like everything is down to a science so they actually have like you know books so these drill sergeants they go to drill sergeant school and they're taught what to expect this week on this day this week at this time like because everything's down to a science they've been through this cycle a million billion gajillion times right they have everything down so Basically, the first week you get there, you don't know anybody, right? So first week you get there, first day you get there, you go to something called reception. Reception is like three days, four days, sometimes a week. Sometimes for some people, if they have it bad, it's two weeks. I had it for three days, four days. You're stuck there basically until all your paperwork, everything's processed through. You get all your shots because when you go into the army, like the first thing they do is they do all your medical stuff. So you're getting like shots. Like you literally go down a line. You don't say anything. You're holding up a sign that say all the shots that you need on it. Can't talk, whatever. Going down the line, right? There's one auntie here, and then there's one auntie here, and then one auntie here, one auntie here, right? And you're just going down the line, and with the sign, you're just holding it, it's like, ah, like you get shot, right? It's like, oh, oh, another shot, another shot, and like you just Damn. keep just keep going. Bro, Some I fucking people, hate needles. <laughs> yeah, bro, me too, bro. It's, it's like, yeah, me too. I got four shots. Some people had to, because I, I already had like some vaccine prior, in the prior years. Um, do you have to keep your eyes open or can you just like go close your eyes? Yeah, whatever. Like, but like you have to have you like, you just have to like, just don't think about it. Right. Okay. Sucks, but like, you just, you know, you just have to go through it. Some people had to get eight shots, literally just in that line. They're getting shot, 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 shot. And uh, I just had to get four, luckily. Um, but that's like, that's like kind of day one, day two ish. Uh, then you get, you know, you do your dental, like, like you go and get your, um, x-ray or whatever uh i had my wisdom teeth were coming out during basic training so i had the most painful nights uh because for some reason at nighttime your wisdom teeth hurt like crazy at daytime during the day you're like fine but there were some times like where i had so i was top bunk i had to get down like in the middle of the night and like you're not really allowed to like move like you're not allowed to go to the bathroom really uh because like drill sergeants can come in at any time and if they come in at any time there's someone missing um you all get messed up for it, even if you go to the bathroom. So, like, you have to be really, like, smart about it, right? Yeah, um, damn. What does that mean? Like, piss in the corner? No, no, like, you have to go real quick. Like, go real quick, make no noise, come back, hop in your bed, right? But there were some times, like, my wisdom teeth were, like, killing me. I had all four coming out. And, like, bro, there were some times where, like, I had to go and sit and, like, I was just rocking back and forth in, in pain, like, on the ground somewhere. Just in the middle of the night, pitch black, just because I was in so much pain. My last FTX field field training exercise, we were out there for four days. And on one of the days, and I was a platoon leader for that for that FTX. So, like, I was leading our platoon, which is 40 people. I was the leader of everybody. I couldn't speak, man. Like, I was in so much pain. But that's the thing. It's a, it's a family, right? So, like, if they see that you're in pain or something's happening, they'll be like, all right, let's do everything we can uh, to help. So, we go by our last names. Right. So, you know, in English, they would say like Dinsa, obviously, but not be a Dinsa, right? But uh, they were like, yo, let's do everything we can to help Dinsa out, right? Like he's going through a lot of pain and like whatever, right? Because uh, they knew, they know, like a lot of them, you know, they've had their wisdom teeth pain and whatever, blah, blah. So they just help you, right? It's a family. Um, so I don't know where I was going with this, but um, yeah, dude. Uh, where, where yeah, is everything like, is everything designed to like kind of break you and rebuild yes, you? Exactly. Yeah. That's beautifully put. So that's exactly the words of the army. So they will break you and then build you back up. So everything's put in. That's like a lot of systems in the U.S. And I do not fuck with that system. Like, <laughs> it, like it works. Like I get it. It works. But yeah. like, yo, there's gotta be a better way. Cause that's how the medical, that's how the medical field is too. You yeah. know, like when you start off, like they'll fucking like slave labor you and like right. they just break you. And like, it does make you like whatever efficient and like better. 
But I'm like, yo, there's gotta be a better way. Like, this is just not it. Yeah, like, no, but- I still don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I hate going through it, but I definitely agree with it just because, like, when you're actually, when, like, you're a doctor, so, you know, uh, if someone's going through like a life threatening emergency, you need a, you need, you wouldn't know what to do if you have not felt stress before. Yeah, you, know? you need the flight and flight. Yeah, I, I exactly. agree with that. Yeah, so that's that's the reason. Like they have everything down to a T. Like everything everything down to a science. Like you know, uh, same thing. The army they'll they'll stress the crap out of you. Um, so this OCS thing that I just went through it was basic training, but on steroids. Um, we only got like two hours of sleep uh, a night, and then for this one it was terrible because like I had to sleep with my pug. so I had to before going to sleep I had to retie my pug just because like you don't have time in the morning. Uh, you have to get up. You have to. I had to get up fifteen minutes earlier anyways just because like. Um, my body works different so like you know like it's for that time like y'all same here bro yeah so like i had to get up and uh you know early and do my business and then um get ready for the day right put, put boots on and whatever but so in the morning um uh, this last time i had to get up and, and then do a nine mile ruck and I had just come, there was like a stomach flu or stomach infection going around. I don't know if y'all caught it or someone like, it was like last month. Yeah, Everyone no. was catching it. Yeah, bro. Like you got like, like you know, just, it was terrible, man. It was bad. Real bad. Sorry, man. CMI. <laughs> Army <all> good. <laughs> but I had, You're the one that has to live through it. Not me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Do that, do that. So, um, two days prior to OCS, like I had, I had that stomach, uh, thing and like, I lost all my, like, like I lost so much energy. Cause like, in that process, like you're losing a lot of electrolytes and like just a lot, right? A lot of energy and you need a lot of electrolytes to replenish. But in two days, you can't, you can't replenish like in two days as, as much as you, you lost, right? Army don't got IV on deck? Ah, uh, nah, they don't. But uh, this is at home, right? This one. Oh, home. I see. This is before going to training. So training is like three hours away from home. Um, So like you're 10 times more dehydrated. Uh, But anyways, you get there at 630, you go through that, right? Like they uh make you run uphill sprint uphill with all that weight uh then you do your um in processing and then you go to your barracks and then you have to set up everything right like uh you so everything in the army is dress right dress dress right dress means everything is in uniform right like everything has to look the exact same the soldier on your left soldier on your right soldier behind you in front of you everything has to look the exact same like not a single thing can be off and that's hard with uh you know multiple people now I have a question. So like now that you tie a pug, who does like your poonie? Is it like a white boy that holds your pug? Like, <laughs> you can nah, do it yourself. You like tie it against a pole and like you can just... A door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you do it? Yep, yep. Uh, I've been doing that since 11. I started time. So I didn't actually always grow my hair. I used to cut my hair. Oh, uh, shit. I, yeah. So I uh, I used to cut my hair from like when I was three years old to uh, sixth grade, I think. Fifth grade or sixth grade. I started uh, keeping my hair in sixth grade. Um. And that was a, a big part of that. A big reason is because of my older brother. He was a big influence. He started growing his hair as well. So, you know, it was a blessing to. And then, you know, later on, as I got older, I learned the importance of it, like scientifically and also like, you know, spiritually and mentally and whatever. Um, so when I started time up in 11th grade, I started to start off with, I learned the best way, which is not to rely on anybody. So I started tying it with the door, the puni. Uh, so you used to tie the knot at the end of the door and the, I mean the end of the boonie at, at the door and like start doing it so I just did that throughout uh, basic training as well uh, tied it to the to the bed and everybody was like just like you know yeah my very like oh what is this guy doing in the beginning right but everybody at the, like by by the first by the end of the first week uh, everybody knew what it was like what was going on doesn't that um, people saw my hair so in basic training I'll be like hella honest with you I didn't get to wash my hair um for the first time uh till like the third or fourth week god damn, god damn. Like you're on you're going you're going you're going you have no no time whatsoever sunday there are no saturday there's no time off and but you water it or no you don't even water it no time bro no time oh, damn. yeah no time so it kind of sucks uh like it feels nasty but you just don't have time and once you get to your like fifth week it starts to chill out a bit so basic training is 10 weeks 70 days um once you get to your like fifth, sixth week, it starts to slow down a bit. Um, and then, you know, finally I asked my drill sergeant, one of them, it's like, yo, drill sergeant, uh, I need some time to wash my hair, like two, two hours. Like, an, like it takes me like 30 minutes to wash it, but then, you know, to dry it. So I was like, I just need like two hours. 
Yo, by the end no, I was going to ask, like, by the end of, like, your basic training, like, you know, we were talking about they're breaking you down and building you up. What did they build you up that you didn't have before in you? Like, is it, like, patience or, like? Um, yeah, actually, I guess. To be honest, like, I still feel, like, um, I'll, be, I'll be, like, quite honest with you. So, like, before we went to the Army, man, I used to be super, super, super positive, like, 24-7 right like all the time not like an unhealthy positive like oh just ignoring the negative but no like seeing the positivity in the negative right like the blind optimism of, basically yeah so basically like seeing that there's a reason for everything right when you're like life is like a mountain right so i made this uh like this concept when i was like in high school thing so for me like life's a mountain right and uh so if you look at a mountain you're traveling up a mountain can you always go up right? Like when you're at the top, what's at the top? Can you, can you grow uh, crops at the top? You can't, right? If you actually look at a mountain, you can't, right? Cause there's no, it's like the, the not air, the is different. Yeah. it's not the soil up there is not like, you know, there's no soil up there, right? Where do you have to go to replenish? You have to go back down to the valley, right? And that's where all the water flows. That's where your, your um, soil is most fertile and whatever, right? So that's where you basically gain all your crops back up. You replenish, and then you, you store some crops on your journey back up to your next mountain, right? And it's not it's the same wavelength. Like, it's not the same height every time. Some mountains are really high, and then some drops are super low, and then little mountain, and then all the way down again, and all the way back up. Like, you know, that's how life is. So, but everything is, it's a journey, right? Your life. Um, like, we're always constantly learning, right? That's why, you know, they call, they say sick, right? We're sick. Um, I'm sick. So it's just learning of life. It's not, it's a lifestyle. It's not a religion. You have to do this. You have to do that, but you have to always look at why things are happening, right? Know the reason why you're doing things. Don't do things blindly, right? Otherwise it just becomes a ritual and like in an unhealthy way, it becomes uh, you know, it's just doing something just to do it. Um, trying to find an example of like just blindly doing something, even if you don't know, but basically it's like, you know, uh, one day someone goes and like before leaving home, they like high five the door or like the top of the door. Right. And it's like the, the person behind it is like, all right, I guess I do that too. Right. And then the person behind is like, all right, then it just becomes a thing. Right. Mob mentality. Yeah. But that first person had a reason, to, reason to do it. It was their own reason. Right. And then the second, third, fourth person, they did it just cause you know, they saw it. So you can't be like, you got to know why you did it. Why, what's the purpose of it. Right. Can't be the sheep. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but anyways uh so basic before basic training like i was super 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 positive always man like went through basic training and like i said the army is a really really negative environment um it's changing uh day by day for sure uh for the better but like i said in the seventh week eighth week man like mentally man i was just so drained bro like next level because like I, like i said earlier I, I was like everybody's uh psychologist um oh before before the first one ended i was gonna i was saying how my first sergeant he appointed me to be a sash representative so army just started this new program um i was a third cycle so two cycles before me started it's soldiers against sexual harassment so the army has a lot of sexual harassment in it and after this program was put into place 70 percent sexual harassment cases were like basically like done like after this program so basically what it is is like if something happens right within your guys barracks like your brothers um each bay has their own sash representative so there's there's four right i was one of them and i i didn't do it by choice it was it was really but the other people they signed up for it and again it was just the way you represent or carry yourself um does harassment come like like sexual harassment specifically is it like male on male or is it mostly like male on female both Sometimes the things happen, bro. Cause like, like jokes aside, like you're away from mm-hmm. a lot of things for 70 days, right? You're away. You don't have your phone for 70 days. It's, it's a tough life. And like, you're away from your loved ones. And like, you know, you're a hor- like in a lot of them, a lot of the times teenagers. So mm-hmm. jokes aside, like hormones play uh, a big role when you're away from all that. Right. So um, soldiers against sexual harassment program was started to stop these things from happening basically. And, uh, you know, 70% of cases, like I said, were, were diminished, right? We're gone. Uh, by the time 
uh, by the third cycle, just just within three cycles, three seventy percent uh, was cut down. Um, it's a really negative environment. Uh, it can be right, but you have to stay positive. That's the thing, right? So I remember the first two or three weeks, I would go in front of the bay, like there. So the way bay is structured, like if you look at this, right? Um, so basically, okay. So so what do you say? Oh no, exhibit E. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So all of our all of our beds are around this. This is called the kill zone. So basically, you can't walk in this. It's a huge part of the of your room. Like if you're, it's a, it's a one like room, and you have bunk beds all around. So bunk bed, bunk bed, like for forty people. And then you have your drill sergeant office and a desk here and a drill sergeant office. And then you have your bathrooms here, or it's called the latrine in the in the army. Um, you know, there's no bathrooms. There's only latrines, right? Even your porta potty, you don't call it porta potty, you call it a latrine. Um, but anyways, there's the huge, a huge part of your room, like basically like it probably takes up like 50% of the room, maybe even 60% is called a kill zone. You can't walk in it. Um, or like step foot in it. Otherwise you will get smoked. Right. So with, with this, uh, what was I talking about? This, I was talking about sash, right? Yeah. yeah. Sexual harassment. Yeah. I forgot what I was talking about with the kill yeah, zone. I guess, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so yeah. that's what it was. So like in the beginning of, um, the first two, three, four weeks like i would go in the beginning like in front of the kill zone and i like, basically motivate all 40 of us like every day just by vault like just by choice right and it became like me doing that it's just because like i love i love motivating others a lot and that's when my first sergeant saw that in me because like the first time that we got there we had to do like a mini fitness test and uh i was killing it uh just because i had prepared a lot prior <laughs> prior to going yeah, like I'll tell you, um, so out of 100, so 180 people started and then it cut down to 160 by the end of it, 70 people. So a lot of people make it. Mm. I was the seventh fittest out of 180 people or 160 people uh, in the last fitness test. So seven out of 160 is pretty good. So I was killing it like fitness wise, still am, but it's just a mental, <laughs> mental thing. It's just yeah. mental thing that like, you know, that's what gets me. So it's definitely made me see, to get back to your question, it's definitely made me see a different, um, side of myself you know because like when you're young it probably just makes you like more practical I yeah like. i was about to say you're he's positive negative you meet in the middle and it's just pragmatic yeah, yeah, yeah for sure for sure but i think i've been more like down lately and that's that's like it's part of the journey like i said right like you have to go down like the times that you're low are the only times that you grow really and that rhymed <laughs> I don't yeah it did rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it, that's it's so true though because like you know, if it was, if it's not for these times, you won't know, you won't, it's like a rubber band. Like the more you stretch, right. The more flexible you become mentally, right. Physically, emotionally. So when you're at these times, like, it's like, you're really pushing your limits. Right. And then when you're just time of just relaxing, it's like, all right, you have all the space to move. Right. Dude, it's, it, it's like 50 cent on many men. Sunny days wouldn't feel so special if it wasn't for rain. Hey, to that man. Yeah. For real, dude. If it, without rain, there's no sunshine yes sir yeah man so like this is beautiful man all right or... should we do songs a week you know you gave us like a huge glimpse of like army that i had never you're like the first like punjabi that's an american army that like we i think i've ever spoken to uh, since oh, there's wow. only 50 of us 50 of yeah. you guys uh, yeah, yeah um, man compared to the other ones like who are like i was saying people breathe live sleep eat the army like i'm a softie compared to them and those people are, <laughs> who are like freaking they're intense they're like next level and like you know I, I always look up to them man but yeah you know I'm, I'm just blessed to be in the army and like still be able to do like some crazy ass shit that you know i've been able to do so it's cool man um yeah. but song that's of the sick week. yo we appreciate you coming uh, oh yeah man i appreciate y'all bro y'all like it's such an honor to be here and talk to y'all that, oh. that was just dope understanding how the army works i feel like i we we just have like a kind of jaded view on how the army is, but you kind of like gave us step by step and everything and broke it down. That's that was dope. Bless man, yeah, for sure, man. Everyone's experience is different, so this is mine. So I'm super honored to you know be able to share that with y'all. Hell of an experience, yeah. bro. Yeah, man. So um, my my song of the week. So I've been so <laughs> I'm so I'm a world percussionist and a world dancer. So I do African dance, Latin dance, and bongo obviously and hip hop. And then same thing with drumming, African, Latin, all over India. And yeah, uh, yeah, so I've been into reggaeton a lot lately. Same. And like, so um, <laughs> it's so it's KV, bro. 
Okay, okay. So like, I went to a. I don't know if you know Raúl Alejandro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Raul, yeah I went Fire. to. Yeah, I went to his concert um, in March, and like, but I've I had been listening to reggaeton like like on a daily before that like a month. I've been in it for the past three months more than anything, but uh, I'm on top three percent listener on Spotify for by that reggaeton radio. Like it gives you a little <laughs> notification. I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> So my favorite song right now is uh, "Vampiros" uh, by Alejandro at the moment. Um, and then yeah, you got like the like, you like got the tongue roll. Yeah, you got the like, you got the uh, on him. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I, I speak uh, like 60-70% fluent Spanish. Oh damn! I, I learned that in you know school and also like with my friends. La cabeza me duele la cabeza. Your head. <laughs> that's the only thing i know it's like eighth grade spanish is like la cabeza me duele la cabeza like my oh head. your head's hurting <laughs> yeah. hilarious all right so oh, i'll go next uh just going off the spanish stuff because i have a spanish song too um yeah. so we we went to uh, our friend's bachelor party in mexico city so heck yeah i don't know i don't know if you know this artist named peso pluma he's been popping up lately um i'm pretty sure i know but all of his songs his one song was playing all over mexico city and i've been listening to it for probably the past month and a half too what's it called it's called La Bebe. It's a remix with Young Lucas and Peso Pluma. Okay. All right. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Sick. But he but he does like uh he does like the more modern stuff too. But he has this one song that's also like classical, like Mexican, like kind of like mariachi song. I'll I'll send you that too. That's pretty. Heck dope. yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to Cumbia as well. I don't know if it's not Cumbia, but I've been listening to that a lot too. Yeah. All right, Riku, you up? Uh, my song of the week is Lil Tecca. Loteca? <laughs> you said Loteca? Yeah, Loteca. Loteca. A little like short guy, like braids, you know. He's uh, like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> he's a rapper. Oh, okay. Why are we downgrading? <laughs> Yo, too. Uh, song's called Need Me. Need Me. It's catchy as fuck. All right, cool. Yeah, lastly, I'll go. I don't know why yesterday at the gym, I just put on Donda by Kanye, and I just been listening to Praise God. So mine's going to be Praise God. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Nice, man. That's awesome. Well, this has been another episode of Brown Boy Chronicles. Thank you, Saminder, aka Turban Magic, for coming on, sharing your journey, sharing your experiences, and giving us a glimpse of Army life mm-hmm. and every aspect of your life, man. So appreciate nice, it. Man. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for taking time to listen to my story, which is nothing. My story is nothing. <laughs> you know, uh, don't you sell yourself much, short, man. man. Your story is something. Bless, man. Thank you, bro. One love, much love, always. Thank you for watching the Brown Boy Chronicles. We appreciate all the support you guys give us. All of our episodes can be found on every streaming platform. If you guys want to follow us on any social media, it can be found in the episode description. Also, if you guys have any business inquiries, please feel free to email us at brownboychronicles1 at gmail.com. Thank you.